day. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620-CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3, grain elevators in Saskatchewan are open for business and want to buy your grain. Find a G3 grain elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. And Saskatchewan Agriculture Today also brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today we have a rundown from the Canadian Crop Hail Association on recent hail storms. Officials say 2020 is turning out to be similar to last year with a high number of claims. We also have a feature on shelter belt computer applications to determine the carbon offset value of growing trees on your property. Real Agriculture looks at the recent Canada-U.S.-Mexico trade deal officially came into force July 1st and its impact on dairy farmers in Canada. Cereals Canada outlined some wheat research goals as the industry joins forces for research projects. And a new computer application has been developed in Saskatchewan to help producers track their mental health and connect with support services. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Tom. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424 2967. The Canadian Crop Hail Association says 2020 is turning into another exceptionally busy year for crop damage claims from hail. President Rick Omolchenko says more than 100 crop damage claims have been filed across the three prairie provinces from storms in late June. We're experiencing a lot of different hailstorms that are coming through Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Manitoba, and particularly in Saskatchewan right now, we've had P to quarter size. Uh, hailstones that happened in the areas of uh, Beachy, Lucky Lake, Wolseley, Indian Head, Newdorf, Borden, Lacadena, Plenty, Swift Current. So it's kind of hitting a little bit of everywhere. These are, of course, you said Pete, a quarter size hail. What kind of damage has occurred? Uh, it's it's some light to severe. Uh, there's still, right now, it's in the earlier stages, and there's some recovery that might be able to happen, and some of the crops are actually showing pretty severe damage. Uh, we're, we're taking a few days to get out there to just make sure, like, the companies are 7 to 14 days, but the you know, longer they take, the more the damage actually shows up. So uh, having them wait to, you know, look at it is not a bad thing because, uh, you know, when the damage is green, you can't really see this well as when it's really showing how bad it's going or it's maybe recovering a little bit and showing that too and i know wind has been a pretty bad factor also a lot of these storms have come with uh, some extreme wind so how does the wind make it worse the more the wind comes, uh, there's a lot of wind damage, but also, too, the hail is coming down faster and harder on more an angle. And the more of an angle it does, it comes down and it chops things off, where coming straight down, it just kind of breaks things over. So the, the wind does play a big factor both ways. Yeah. How many claims in late June? We're probably looking at at least, you know, in the later part of June here, we're over 100 for sure amongst all the companies, and, and there's more still coming in. Yeah, there was some uh, hail over the weekend, uh, this past weekend. What's the latest there? 
Yes, uh, like we haven't really got our full report on that, but there's some tennis ball size hail that's occurred. But having said that, uh, you know, again, like I've said in the past, where, you know, the tennis ball size hail seems to be farther apart and not as uh, extreme damage as, you know, to crops as, uh, you know, the small little pea sized stuff that hits every inch, where the tennis ball size, you know, they might be two, three feet apart, but they really do damage where they hit. So uh, it is damaging no matter how you look at it but yeah there's some big storms or big hailstones that hit this year this uh, last weekend and where were these uh, biggest stones uh, this past weekend I totally don't know exactly where the big stones have happened, so I can't give you an exact uh, thing. But it's they're sporadic. It's it's uh, you know for guys who don't have their hail on right now, uh, please get it on. There's companies uh, you know uh, that are selling out and and now getting worried about having you know this damage is out there occurring. The storms are getting more frequent, and the severity is getting more extreme where it's hitting. So uh, it's something really to look at. Uh, crops. I was out driving around, and and the crops are actually looking pretty decent in most places so the value is there that that they need to protect that risk last year was a very big hailstorm year you had a lot of claims paid out is this year so far looking that way too Yes, it's it seems to be on the same track. Uh, we're getting we're getting hailstorms like almost every day, every second day, every third day. You know for sure something's coming in somewhere. Uh, it's on a, like Yalau. Last year it was almost again the same kind of situation where it was hitting almost every day somewhere in the prairies. This year is not not letting us down anymore. It's it's doing the same thing that it's hitting everywhere. And, and but it seems to be again uh, the centers are extreme, uh, not very widespread, but numerous. There's a lot more areas that are being hit at the same time. Rick Omolchenko is the president of the Canadian Crop Ale Association. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Selford Group. Get the best price on new Selford equipment. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. A new app has been developed by researchers at the University of Saskatchewan. It offers farmers tailored information about the carbon offset value of planting shelter belts. Brian Mood is a postdoctoral fellow in the College of Agriculture and Bioresources. So the University of Saskatchewan has developed a brand new unique app called the Shelter Belt Decision Support System, which helps landowners uh, decide on which shelter belt species they'd like to plant, how to best plant them, where to get them, and what it might look like in terms of economic potential. So how much money those shelter belts could be worth both now and far into the future. He says the new computer application, or app, is very timely. The app is partially necessary because a lot of landowners are pulling out their trees uh, to make way for larger equipment, or they don't see the uh, necessity of the shelter belts anymore. But we're seeing more and more that those shelter belts are continuing to be very important, especially when it comes to things like uh, protecting uh, arable land from drought. In addition to that, with the new federal carbon tax, carbon now has an economic value. And under the Saskatchewan Climate Change Adaptation Plan called Prairie Resilience Plan, as well as the 2019 Saskatchewan Growth Plan, there's incentives or planning to be incentives to actually pay landowners, foresters, and others uh, for storing carbon and not just charging for it. And so those trees store a predictable amount of carbon uh, every year 
and that can be equated to a dollar value. So farmers can actually make more money from their trees and not just money from uh, the additional crop or yield that they get from nearby shelter belt. But Mood says the rebate program has not been rolled out just yet. So the getting the money back is actually in the works currently uh, for the for uh, the province of Saskatchewan. There's uh, indications that they're planning on implementing it in the very near future. Um, and so before those landowners uh, will decide to dig up those shelter belts, they may want to reconsider because maybe in the next year or two, maybe as far as three years from now, those shelter belts will be worth uh, money or a particular amount of money each year. He says developing an app that quantifies the carbon offset values of shelter belts was difficult. He says 1,000 shelter belt trees were sampled across the whole province. And then we took that information and then we modeled it and used that information to kind of understand how how the trees are growing in terms of carbon. So how much they're how much carbon they're storing each year uh, based on their age and based on their kind of environment, specifically their soil type. So um, with a very high degree of certainty, we can actually estimate um, how much carbon that tree is storing both um, in the ground as well as in the tree itself. So it, it took a lot of work. This is the, the culmination of about 10 years of research uh, from the University of Saskatchewan to come up with these numbers and, and get a good estimate for how much um, carbon trees are storing year on year. Mood says any farmer who wants the app or application can easily get it for free. The app is absolutely free, um, and they can just visit the website, which is www.shelterbelt-sk.ca, and they can look at the new shelter belt planner. They can either um, plan a new shelter belt if they wish, or they can actually look at their current shelter belt that they may have and see how much carbon they have stored and what they may be worth into the future as well. He says the downloading of the app is starting to take off. He's seeking input from landowners for what they would also like to see on the site. He says about 1,000 people are visiting the website each month. Mood says there's no time like the present to have a shelter belt. With uh, climate change um, and you're getting uh, less spring um, soil moisture, those uh, shelter belts not only protect from wind and erosion, but they also help uh, retain soil moisture, which is something that uh, every time we go to a to a farm, that's something that the landowners mentioned as they say, it's really dry. It's really dry, and the shelter belts can help with that. Brian Mood is a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Saskatchewan's College of Agriculture and Bioresources. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. We're talking about the USMCA today. One of the groups that is really the most impacted by some of the concessions that Canada put forward to close the deal is dairy. Uh, joining us right now to discuss this is David Weens. He's a dairy farmer from Manitoba. He is also the vice president of the Dairy Farmers of Canada. David, how are you? Very well, thank you. How do you see 
the concessions that were made by the Canadian government impacting the Canadian dairy industry going forward? Well, of course, first of all, uh, this agreement uh, follows uh, two other agreements, the Trans-Pacific Agreement and the European Agreement, in which uh, market access was given uh, to uh, Canadian dairy markets, to those countries. And so, obviously, this uh, USMCA has some serious repercussions for uh, for our dairy industry here in Canada, where they, they have uh, uh, added an additional 3.9% uh, market access uh, to the U.S., but it doesn't stop there. It, it, it goes beyond that. Uh, so, first of all, what's going to happen then is that, you know, for for Canadians, uh, there will be more Canadian dairy products that are going to be pushed off the shelves in place of uh, American products. But uh, market access is, again, like I said, that's only part of it. Um, some of the other concessions given to the U.S. in this trade agreement, which is uh, which is really unheard of uh, when when one thinks of trade agreements between countries, is that there's an oversight clause that was given to the U.S. and so they now have the ability to intervene uh, in administrative changes that we make to our domestic system. So anything that we do uh, in Canada from this point on is actually. Um, you know, it's going to have that oversight, and obviously the U.S. wants oversight to ensure that uh, that they know exactly that they can basically control what we do in this country to to some extent. But uh, it also goes beyond that, and that is that uh, Canada had been uh, very successful on on the milk protein uh, markets uh, on the on the world markets before this agreement, and the U.S. did not want to have. Uh, the, the kind of competition that that was uh, giving to their dairy industry. So they also uh, have included a worldwide export cap on some Canadian dairy products, particularly on the milk protein side. And this sets a dangerous uh, precedent that could also affect other sectors. So, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, the dairy sector is being hit on this trade round. But there's been a precedent here that, that will say that one country will say, you know what, we're going to put uh, we're going to put an export cap on our on our own industry so that it cannot be competitive to the U.S. interest. So to me, that doesn't seem like a, a very fair trade deal at all. Certainly not the way it has impacted the, the Canadian dairy industry. And so uh, yeah, so that's the the the, the situation we have with uh, uh, you know in terms of of this uh, USMCA. And uh, it, it certainly has will be uh, damaging to the Canadian dairy industry. Yeah, throughout the negotiations, I, I can remember a couple times at different press conferences with USDA Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue where he said, you know, Canada, you can keep your supply management. Our issues with this Class 7 milk pricing system that you have. Canada kept supply management. Everybody focused on that. It's class seven. They really, they really attacked, and and that's sort of the the issue that you were just you were just discussing. Does this does this really cap the growth of Canadian dairy going forward in your mind? So, in order to meet the the demands for the butterfat and the milk in any given country, there's going to be a surplus of protein, and so if you can't get rid of the protein, well, then you've got a problem that to impose the kind of limits that, that they convinced our government to impose on us, it, it makes it very difficult uh, to grow the industry in the future because you have to be able to, milk is produced with all its components. You can't, you know, there's no such thing as 
as, as milk being produced, uh, you know, missing certain components or simply set the levels of components where you want them to be. Milk, that, that's, that's not the way it works. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Hope. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. 20 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather for today. Increasing cloudiness. 30% chance of showers late this afternoon with risk of a severe thunderstorm tonight. Wind southeast, 30 gusting to 50, the high 29, the low 14. Wednesday, cloudy, 30% chance of showers. Wind southeast, 30 gusting to 50, becoming southwest, 50 gusting to 70 in the morning. The high tomorrow, just 20. Evening showers tomorrow with a low of 13. Thursday, clearing with a high 22, the low 11. Friday, sunny, the high 28, the low 12. Saturday, sunny, the high 27, the low 14. Sunday, sunny, the high 30, the low 15. Monday, partly cloudy, the high near 25. Normal high for this date, 25 degrees. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.56 this morning. It sets at 9.11 tonight. And around the province, we have... Estevan at 23, Saskatoon 21, Swift Current 22, Weyburn 23, and Yorkton at 27. And the hot spot is Yorkton at 27 degrees. The cold spot is Melford at 18. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's 26, that's 79 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast at 28. Humidity is 52%, the barometer dropping 101.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 27 degrees. Winds are from the south at 17, gusting to 30. And once again, there is a tornado watch, though, in southwestern Saskatchewan, including the city of Moose Jaw. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 26. That's 79 Fahrenheit. Capel. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and SAS Municipal Hail Insurance. SMHI Crop Hail Insurance at cost. Online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca. Cereals Canada has been working to improve the country's innovation in wheat by coordinating the National Wheat Research Task Group alongside agriculture. Agriculture Canada. Victoria Linden is the Director of Research for Cereals Canada. She says research strategy is being organized by representatives of the entire wheat value chain, from production to trade and food safety. She says the meeting was held by teleconference this year. Linden says Canada is competing with large wheat producing countries like Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in Canada, uh, we're known for having very high quality wheat. So uh, CWRS and CWAD um, are, are our two largest wheat classes in Canada that we produce a large volume of and, and very high quality wheat. So um, in, in some markets, we, you know, sell, sell exclusively like um, grade, grade one CWRS or grade one CWAD. Um, the Black Sea is known for producing mid mid-protein wheat 
Um, so that's uh, it's it's blended sometimes with with CWRS wheat from Canada. Um, so so you know taking into account uh, some of those market uh, market aspects, we're able to uh, to figure out what's going to be the the best blend so that we can position through our market development work uh, the sale of our Canadian grain. Lyndon says Ukrainian wheat doesn't have as high a protein as Canada because of varieties and growing conditions. She says there's many ways the task group is looking at improving the quality of Canadian wheat. So we have uh, a couple main pillars of, of our wheat research. So uh, so we, we do that through improving um, yield, uh, improving yield reliability, enhancing cropping system sustainability, um, continually improving food safety, and delivering on our customers' quality needs. So those are our five key uh, strategic themes of our, our research priorities. And she says the research is being done at various locations across Canada. Lyndon says researchers are trying to develop varieties to handle the effects of climate change. So obviously uh, as, as our growing conditions are, are changing or becoming less predictable, um, there's a lot of focus on abiotic stresses, so both uh, drought but also excess moisture and developing varieties that can better sustain those types of conditions um, as well as insects and diseases so uh, obviously as as our weather patterns change, uh, there there's a chance for there to be higher pressures of insects or diseases. So there's there's focus on those as well. She says they're also trying to improve the bottom line for wheat producers. So I mean, all of all of the the research that that goes on, uh, the producer is kept in mind because the the producer needs to be able to grow grow a good crop and be profitable so that uh, the other links in the value chain are, are able to, uh, to to make profit off of it as well to sell a high quality um, desirable wheat. Lyndon says the price outlook for Canadian wheat this fall is looking good because of crop problems in the Black Sea region. Victoria Lyndon is the director of research for Cereals Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. A new app is being developed in Saskatchewan to help farmers track their mental health and connect them with the necessary supports. The app is being developed by Saskatoon-based Bridges Health in partnership with the Ministry of Agriculture and Innovation Saskatchewan. Innovation Saskatchewan CEO Carrie Harvey says the app will use the feedback of farmers to make sure it's done right. We'll be working with farmers and producers to understand specifically what types of questions will be most valuable in terms of tracking mental health and then also talking about what kinds of uh, resources and supports are best um, served 
for um, individual farmers and producers. Harvey says the inspiration behind the app or application was simply based on the lack of mental health support for producers. She adds that while there are mental health challenges in every industry, farmers naturally face a lot of unknowns. While we can't really point to a single issue causing the greatest amount of stress, um, producers deal on a daily basis with a lot of uncertainty and, and are faced with circumstances that are beyond their control. And so you know, this can really um, increase some difficulty in, in doing business. Calls to the farm stress line doubled in 2018-19 compared to the year before. A Saskatchewan high school student is among the six scholarship winners from G3 Canada. Mackenzie Van Dam of Imperial receives $4,000 with a further $1,000 for her high school. The scholarships are the first of the G3 Grow Beyond Scholarship. 79 applicants sent videos which were posted online, enabling the public to vote for their favorites with support from a panel of judges. More than 10,000 votes were cast. There were two winners from Alberta, two from Ontario, and one each from Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan and Manitoba. G3 offered the partnership through Agriculture in Classroom Canada. Van Dam also received a $4,000 award from Saskatchewan Agriculture Scholarship Program to help cover some of her tuition at the University of Saskatchewan's College of Agriculture and Bioresources next fall. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing some upward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola gained 10 cents at $440.38. Number one red spring wheat rose $1.34 at $222.04. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $266.39. Feed barley, $195.70. Flax, $515.79. Lentils, $612.50. Oats, 261.16. Yellow peas, 251.89. Feed wheat, 172.88. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September, spring wheat is up three quarters of a cent at 5.13 and a half cent a bushel. Today. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 7th. The market on butcher cattle is back up to pre-COVID. Yearlings were up too, but not quite to where it was before the pandemic. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90 cents with the odd sale up to $0.95. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.80. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70. Cents. Hefferettes and larger heifers sold from $1 to $1.15. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.30 with the odd sale up to $1.35. We didn't have enough steers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but we did have a few heifers. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.62 and sold it to $1.75. 800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.53 and sold it to $1.71. 
This has been Stephanie Dake reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, SIG 4, this is the Brandon plant, 123.91 today. For BP4, TCP4, the Moose Jaw plant, $140. Once again, the Moose Jaw plant has announced there'll be no change for July. The $140 is a base price floor until the week ending July 25th. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Canada is looking to reduce methane emissions in the energy industry by 45% by the year 2025. The Saskatchewan Research Council is looking at several options to reduce methane emissions. Research Council process engineer Erica Emery says methane has a much higher global warming potential than carbon, with one kilogram of methane equaling 25 kilograms of carbon of 100 years. She says their research currently involves finding technologies that will deal with low volumes of methane, explaining that high volumes can be put into things like a pipeline, but for low volumes of methane that may be isolated or remote in the province, there are options being researched. Emery says the SRC is currently testing technologies that can convert low-volume methane venting into something like a compressed or liquefied natural gas, or burn waste heat into power that can be connected to a grid. Emery explains the research consists of using their mobile lab to test new technologies for companies across the province to hopefully come to a consensus one day on what works best. As of this past January, oil and gas producers are now required to implement a leak detection and repair system for methane that's required to be inspected three times a year. Sask Water is reporting net earnings of $8.5 million, its best year ever. The annual report points to delivering almost 45 billion litres of water with ownership of 10 water treatment plants, three wastewater facilities, 140 kilometres of canal and 942 kilometres of pipeline. Canada's main stock index was up in late morning trading, helped by gains in the materials sector, which includes the big mining companies as the price of gold topped U.S. $1,800 an ounce. The TSX Composite Index was up 45 points at 15,715. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 130 points at 26,156. The Canadian dollar traded for 73.67 cents U.S. compared with 73.84 cents on Monday. The August crude oil contract was up 4 cents at $40.67 a barrel. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 145 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 345 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 645 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.